everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Frog Flakes. Uh, I'm Michelle Carter, and I'm here with my two regular co-hosts. This is Andrew in Houston. And Richard Edgman. And we are so excited to be back with a new episode with some more film news and all the good stuff. Richard, do you want to start us off? Yeah, so kind of big news this week. The WGA, the Writers Guild, has decided to strike. Uh, mainly their problem is against their kind of talent agency. Uh, the negotiation, so kind of giving you some backstory... About a year ago, last April, the Writers Guild came to the town agencies and said, there is an illegal practice of this thing called bundling. So bundling is like, so if I'm a writer, right, and you're my agent, Michelle, mm-hmm. uh, I go to you and I say, I have a script. And you go, okay, great. And then you as an agent in, within your agency go, okay, I'm going to partner you with this director who's hired by us and this actor hired by us. Oh. We put it all in one package, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right? And then they will sell that package as like a joint deal to some studio or some uh, kind of production company. Now, normally under how agents work, agents aren't allowed to have producer credits or get back in deals of projects. You only get your money off of the talent you represent. Right. But a manager, which is kind of like an agent, can. They can be a producer. Mm. Well, talent agencies, I, w- I want that cut of my residuals. Sure. So part of the packaging deal is they get a percentage of the total budget on signing, usually like 3 to 4 sometimes 5%. And then they also usually get international residual deals and a percentage of total points at the end that is usually in perpetuity. Right? So that means forever for people who don't know. <laughs> right? So yep. writers rightfully said this is not an like, agreement to our contract. Mm-hmm. You're no longer being my agent. You're being a manager, and I already hire a person for that. Right. I want a year to, you have a year to fix this problem. That deadline was this Monday. They did not come to a, an agreement. So they, about 80% had fi- of the Writers Guild had fired their... I think I read about 90, it was about 92, 92. Of the who have signed it okay. have let go their agent. Okay, so quite wow. a bit. Yes, yeah, significant strike. Wow. Uh, on Wednesday, they fi- the Writers Guild sued the talent agency saying we want our money back, or at least damages, because mm-hmm. you've, you've done illegal practices. Mm-hmm. Thursday, the talent agency sued again, saying that before this, in this March, a couple, mu- a couple weeks ago, the Writers Guild started to empower managers and lawyers to act as agents whenever this whole thing went down. So they were, like, prepping, if they don't sign, here's what we do. Oh. And so the talent agent is saying, now Writers Guild preemptively broke the agreement, so therefore we don't have to pay, and we're suing them for breach of agreement. ruh Needless to say, this is not going to be a quick fix. Yeah, no. This is going to be around for a while. Mm-hmm. But what do you all think about this? I know it's kind of nitty-gritty. This is like a union strike. This is, well, it's a, it's a large collective group of people who are very well-respected mm-hmm. and work very hard. So it's hard to see. I can see the, their side where it's just like, this isn't fair. We signed an agreement that we're going to join this union, and therefore the agents do their job and the managers do their job. And that's just not how it's flying right now. So it kind of defines, like, what what do you need in order to be a member of the guild? And what do you, what do you who do you need in order to succeed as a member of the guild? Yeah. And obviously it looks like there's a little shift in that, and with obviously... Uh, members of the guild firing their agents. That's going to be a little chaotic, a little crazy. I uh, just pulled up this thing from Deadline that says the CIA, the Creative Artist, Artist Agency, um, their president is making the like assurance that no one is from there is going to get fired like in their agency themselves. Okay. They might mm. be fired from people of the guild. Sure. But, and it'll just be 
interesting to see how over time this comes into play because to be honest, I didn't even know this was going on. Yeah, it's kind of like it's. I feel like a lot of like shows are ending. You have Game of Thrones coming back, mm-hmm. and this is one of those things that we're not going to feel it until you know end of summer as Probably. fall shows start to come back up. All these t- kind of timelines have been pushed back. This does affect film and uh, television mm-hmm. streaming services as well, just because. All of that's wrapped in uh, back in 2007 or 2009, I can't remember exactly, was the last writer's strike, and that was about streaming service royalties. Yeah. So that one was pretty short. I think it was less than a month or so, but I could be wrong about this. But that was, like, I definitely remember it pushed back The Office, pushed back shows like the Mad, Mad Men for a while. Yeah, that's right. You had a lot of those, like, yeah. half seasons that came up. That's that right. was because of that strike. I remember that. Oh, wow. And I feel like this could be longer because... Now both sides are saying, no, the other one is wrong. Mm-hmm. We're right. Yeah. And I didn't realize that... Um, I had heard about this, but I didn't realize like the, the details into it. Yeah. And that um, these agencies were basically collecting commission or finder's fees. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so, I, of course, I mean, a finder's fee or a commission is one thing, but being like getting producer credits and... And um, royalties it's, is kind of stretching it, right? That's, that's yeah, they're going around this. They're not allowed to be producers, but I get all of the benefits of a producer. Yeah. And if you're a writer, like you're, you're like you're not interested in me. You're interested in my package deal, and I'm because the money that you'll ultimately get. I did mm-hmm. forget if that writer leaves the show, the package deal still stays. Oh. So I still get my residuals, even if my oh. package goes away. Oh, but no. it got but it got picked up, right? Yeah. So like it does. I don't care. Right, you know, I just I sold the thing, and now I have this. The writer's basically the middleman for the for the contract yeah. or the business yeah. deal, right? Yeah, and then for this mm. long term contract. Yeah, that's yeah. rough. Yeah, but so <laughs> we're we'll probably be reporting more on that in the coming weeks. Yeah. So look towards that. I know Variety has good stories on it. Hollywood Reporter, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Deadline. Dead, I found the one on Deadline. Yeah, and yeah, everywhere is going to be talking about it. Yeah, for a any while. of the industry will probably be. Yeah. Absolutely. Michelle, do you have... Kind of going off casting <laughs> agent yeah, news. Maybe. Casting agent. I just have a couple things that um, I've been noticing from last week. Um, remember last week our, our episode was on Disney, and so that was a, it took a, a big chunk of what we were going to talk about. And then a few things that I noticed was um, The Crown officially cast its Princess Diana. Yes. Um, her name is... It's an actress named Emma Corrin. She's in her early 20s and I think this is her first acting role. She's just I've never brand heard of new. Her. Yeah, she's a well, brand new person. It's very Princess Diana sure. real life kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. And there's kind of a resemblance. Of course they're going to make they're going to make it work with the makeup. Um, yeah, you can't have someone look off someone so famed in image. Exactly, yeah. exactly. No, it's there is a resemblance and so it's 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 going to be easy for them, but I'm just excited cuz I know that they're filming season 3 and 4 of The Crown back to back. Okay. And so then they're going to just cut it and make two two seasons out of that. And that makes sense. I mean, you have Olivia Coleman who's going to be the queen. She's coming off of her Oscar win. So she's probably in high demand. Yeah. And then Netflix is wanting to get it all filmed so that they can probably release her mm-hmm. for her to do her other projects. Um, and then kind of going off on that, um, Prince Harry, the, yes, the actual Prince Harry, and Oprah are teaming up for a mental health docuseries. Nice. I don't have any details on that yet, but I saw the announcement and I thought it was really cool because, um, you know, Oprah's, she loves she loves all that. But then Harry, Prince Harry has been open about how Princess Diana has struggled yeah. with, had struggled with that in the past and how he had to cope with his, the death of his mom. And so um, he and his brother, Prince William, have been 
more more vocal lately in the past few years, and so I think it's really cool that the, they the, that they team up for that. Yeah, very interesting mm-hmm. duo, both powerful yes. voices. Yes, I would very say. also different kind of markets of like who you're bringing together. Just That's more true. eyes. Mm-hmm. Do we know if it'll be on OWN or like BBC? You know, any word. I'm just curious of who you've. I know. Yeah. I, I would. I would call it a co-production because honestly, if it's Oprah, then she can do her own thing, and she, <laughs> she doesn't need anybody else's help from here in the states, right? But yeah. BBC or or any of those big ones in in the UK have so uh, such a good audience and loyal loyal <laughs> audience members. So I think it would work really well. And then, kind of shifting gears, I know that um, last week was weekend one of Coachella, and so. Donald Glover, Childish Cambino's yes. movie with Rihanna came out, Guava Island, which I heard did not do well. I, I heard. I've seen Battleship, so <laughs> I know Rihanna's acting for... Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, I, I don't... I, I just... It was hyped so much because it was going to be launched on Amazon Prime, like, right after his show. Mm. And so it was going to be available immediately and... And then it was going to be available for, like, 18 hours for people who don't have any subscriptions to Amazon. Okay. And so they were going to have it available short for a short amount of time. But then I just heard it bombed, so. Yeah, I'm looking at um, Letterboxd right now. Mm-hmm. And so the Letterboxd, for all of you who don't know, is a very film app where a lot of moviegoers who aren't necessarily, like, harsh critics, but also just are, like, very, probably food film students mostly, mm-hmm. um, go and review it. And it has about a 3.6 average out of 5, which is decent. It could be worse. Could, could be, be worse. better. Definitely could be worse. Yeah. Definitely mm-hmm. could be worse. Could be better. So, um, maybe interesting to see how it'll go. And that's the same rating that uh, Shazam has, believe it or not. So, oh, and I know Shazam has done pretty well. Yeah, yeah. And um, then I just have one last thing. Um, this is one that I'm I'm personally excited for. John Stewart announced his his second film in his his second directing gig. He okay. was he in 2014. He directed Rosewater yes, with you? Gael Garcia Bernal, and it did really well. And it's, now he's was it going to be like? Because I know that one was based off of he knew the guy. Like there was that whole trial of like it was his he his interviews caused this right, guy. Yeah, right. Well, this one's a little bit different because it's going to be a political satire. It's going to call it's going to be called Irresistible, and it, it they've cast. Um, Rose Byrne, Topher Grace, Steve Carell, and my favorite, who I haven't seen act in a long time, Chris Cooper. Okay. Chris Cooper. The legend, Chris Cooper. This, I love Chris Cooper. This may be the Vice movie that we all kind of wanted. <laughs> yeah. Like, like this, because mm-hmm. it's like very kind of caricature, like people like Topher Grace, he's great in Black Klansman. But sure. There, but there's a hint of a joke in there. Yes. Like, and he's like waiting to pull it out. Mm-hmm. I very much want to <laughs> see oh, this. Oh, yeah. And then, and it's, and it's sort of what you're saying because it's based off of like, it's going to be, if I, if I read this correctly, it's a, a, a mayor race in a small town in Wisconsin. Oh. And so Chris Cooper's running for mayor, but then he has his opponent, I think is going to be Steve Carell. Okay. And one of them is, I think Steve Carell is the one who's the Republican. And so it's like small town politics. How do we do this? Rose, Rose, Rose Byrne is, is going to be the assistant. She'll, like she'll the be campaign. the campaign manager, yep. very mm-hmm. much like uh, Parks and Rec. Yes. Like. <laughs> sort of like that. And then yeah. the only yeah. thing we don't know is um, it was under wraps that when I read the article was what Topher Grace was going to be. That was the only one that was. He was just announced as cast, but his character is, yeah. sec- is still a secret. 
But, I mean, I think you can't go wrong. Yeah. It's very, it's <laughs> I think it's a good material. It's good material for his second film. So, the sophomore slump that we well, want to yeah. avoid. We have, right? so many, we have so many directors in the sophomore season yeah. mm-hmm. this year. We had Jordan Peele with Oz. Yes. Mm-hmm. We have the person who directed Hereditary, Ari Aster? I don't Ari know. Aster, yeah. Yes. Ari Aster with yes. Midsommar. And then Greta Gerwig with Little Women. True. And so we have a lot of directors who are trying to get past that slump this yeah. year. So it's a, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be a, yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Andrew, what do you have for us today? Well, you um, mentioned a few things, and I want, and they made me think of other things. So oh, okay. So <laughs> talked about Guava Island, mm-hmm. which um, also stars Latita Wright. Latisha Wright, yeah. Latisha mm-hmm. Wright, and she is recently just casted in the new Death of the Nile. <gasps> which That's is right. um, a sequel to Murder on the Orient Express, which mm-hmm. I didn't personally like. No. Because it had too many too many famous people. And this one's going to have, like, Army Hammer in it, so we'll see how it how it goes. Okay. And then you mentioned John. What was, what was his John name? Stewart. John Stewart. So I thought of John Cena, who is in <laughs> talks to possibly be in, in the new Suicide Squad. Yeah, I heard that too. Thoughts on that, y'all? Okay. Will Will he have his hand in front of his face motion <laughs> and the cargo shorts? Like, if John Cena is just like, if he looks like himself, yes, yeah, yeah. like that's the joke. Just no, like, or <laughs> like, him as the military guy. We as, have Boomerang, the Sorceress, and John and Cena. Cena. No. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna be done with this. <laughs> Before WWE I can see Sanchez. it happening. Yeah. I can see and, it happening. Interesting. And then, um, so my quick, new, I have a little bit of news. So this week, I just thought of this. Uh, the Russo brothers released a letter being like, no spoilers for End the Endgame. Game. So yeah. they've been really hyping that a lot on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, keeping making sure keeping the secrets. And I know next week is the premiere of it, so I'm sure <laughs> Michelle and I are going to go see it. Not together, but we are going to go see mm-hmm. it. And Richard's more of your DC person. Yeah, so. it's, I've talked to you a little bit. Like, yeah. I, I like DC overall more. Mm-hmm. I would say for DC movies, I'm not satisfied, yeah. right? Yeah. And for Marvel movies, it's like I've been at a buffet too long, <laughs> and I'm just kind of full. You know what I mean? I'm just yeah. like, I had a good time, yeah. but I don't need plate 13. Like, it's a nice-looking plate. Looking plate. Isn't it's, it, like, plate 19 by now? Or it's, it's too many. 19 it's, and a half. It's a lot. So I figured that's all the Marvel we'll be talking about this week. Yeah. Um, take a break from Disney. Take, take a break <laughs> yeah, from yeah. Disney and Marvel. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to mention that. Uh, the news I brought in today is uh, they have announced the lineup for Khan mm-hmm. Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, very exciting Um Group, I would say. Uh, we have Rocket Man, which will be uh, taking a lead. Uh, the Dead Don't Die, which is another one we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Of the 47 films announced, 12 of them are directed by women. And okay. one of them is co-directed by two women called The Swallows of Kabul. And it's an animated one. Oh, I did see some like images from that. It looks pretty good. Yeah, Um, so that's exciting. the 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 one that's missing though is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which was expected to be slated for Mm -hmm. the opener, I believe. For at least in contention for competition, right? Contention for competition. There was talks that maybe Greta Gerwig's Little Woman would come into play. Mm -hmm. I feel like they would have announced that by now if that was the case. And I'm okay waiting a little longer, especially if like going to be more geared towards Oscar season, I would think. So maybe waiting a little bit where yeah. Tarantino can like release a blockbuster in the summer and still have it get critical attention for a while. I don't know if 
Gerwig could pull that off. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. I, I think agree. there's a lot of star power in Once Upon a Time. Yeah, there's and a so lot. I, I mean, can, there's a lot of star power in Little Women, too. Yeah, but I just feel like her name is a little bit, like, sure. just... It's too indie still. It's, it's a little, yeah. Indie. I mean, love. love. Sure. Oh, no, oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. We all, we all, we all do. Um, and the other uh, thing to notice is uh, Maddie Diop is, um, she has a direct, she's one of the women who's uh, directing, and this will potentially be the first time a uh, black woman has been entered into that competition as a director. So Good for her. That's exciting. Good so, for her. Um, increasing the diversity up yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm so changes there, uh, which is really nice. And so I'm excited to see how they all do in con. And did you hear anything about um, why the Tarantino one wasn't going to be there? I heard it was a, uh, it's not ready yet. Yeah, he's still working. And Tarantino's like yeah. one who just needs to take a long time to make it perfect. Mm-hmm. If like, it's not, if it's not fully his, he like, I can see him just being kind of obsessive what, about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I think we're all obsessed with our work. Whenever yeah, we do course, something, um, Rich, Richard and I know yeah. because I'm I'm working on a film <laughs> myself, and we've been working on it for a while. We're hoping it's ready for our premiere in a few weeks. Yeah, shameless plug. Right shameless. <laughs> um, so I can see why it might be taking a little while if Scorsese wants it to have that Scorsese effect. Scorsese. Tarantino. I literally <laughs> just said Scorsese. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wait a minute. Let's do talk about him though, because I okay. So did you hear the news about the Irishman that was coming? Oh, out? okay. And it's, the, a producer. A producer was saying it's going to be like Goodfellas, is, which they always say this is what they always say. Okay. Yeah. But, sure. That's what. But I, I'm. Ha- I'm. I'm. It makes me excited again. I, I know. Right. Me too. Like me too. you hear that word and you're like. Oh, uh, good, good, good fellas, you say. Good fellas, and it's all of his like oldies but goodies actors. Uh, yes, in this age, it is like it is like The Departed Part Two a little bit. Yeah, I and mean it, we have Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci now, yeah. and Joe Pesci hasn't acted in years. I love Joe Pesci. I love Joe yeah. Pesci, and then but I also heard that since Khan and Netflix weren't able to arrange a deal. That's why the Irishman is going to be hyped up a little bit more on Netflix. Yeah, I was, thinking, I, was okay. I was wondering why, okay. but I know they had that whole yeah they couldn't Spielberg going off well, like yeah. Netflix is just kind of I wouldn't say it's in hot waters, but like they're trying to make it be like you need to go see these films at a festival in order for them to be considered yeah. for these awards. Right, and then also just because they're getting off of the hype from Roma, and so they probably don't have anything ready for July. Yeah. I mean, the, Irish, the Irishman isn't slated to come out on Netflix until November. Yeah, deep fall. And so, I don't, I mean, why would it be ready? I, I wouldn't, I'm not surprised that it's like not Like Tarantino, ready. he's yeah. not, it's, he's going to be, it comes out when it comes out. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you have these, like, prestigious, high elite acti- er, directors, excuse me, mm-hmm. who definitely, like, have a lot of good work. And so, yes. they're, they're okay waiting a little longer if it means it's going to be a little better. <laughs> Yeah, I don't okay. need award season. I, I want. Like, <laughs> you, like you don't need award season. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all the exciting news for Con. I'm sure mm-hmm. we'll be following up on that a little bit. Uh, is there anything you guys have seen recently that you would? Uh, so moving on from. I think we all have to talk about. We we all saw Game of Thrones. Yep. Yes. Season. And uh, then we recorded our a yeah. little bonus episode that's, that's right. out on your feeds already. Yes. If you haven't seen Just that, check one. below. Yeah, <laughs> check below. Literally, <laughs> bonus episode. But yeah, I guess just real quick thoughts. Excited this season. Very excited. Episode one was a build up. 
Uh, so we didn't get much, just a lot of reunions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've, I've, I have deep theories on it. I, I continue to have, nothing was removed. Like, I, I will refrain from safe, spoiler. He's safe right yeah. now. Yeah. Safe. yeah, we'll see in coming yeah. episodes. He's still playing the game. Yeah. And then um, I had thought of something a few days after we recorded that we didn't talk about. It's just what, part of my theory. Can we talk about it now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so hang on. We're going to have spoilers for a little bit. Game yeah, Thrones, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick. Um, no, I will. Okay, yeah, let's just say we will, because okay. I don't know how much. Yeah, I don't know how much I'm gonna actually s- spill. But here is, um, remember, I had thought of, or I've just been thinking that Bronn, when he gets the the assignment to mm-hmm. go to Winterfell, and I think he's not gonna pull, he's not gonna go through with it, which means that Cersei's gonna take matters into her own hands and go. With Euron and the Golden Company, Golden Company yeah. to Winterfell, yeah. oh, and yes. that's where Clegane Bowl is happening. Yeah. Yes. We hadn't that's talked where, about that. That's where that. everything happens. That's where Good. it all comes back around. Goodness, the Hound will survive the Battle of Winterfell if that happens, and then when Cersei and the Golden Company go up there, that's when Clegane Bowl will happen. Yes, yes, so, uh, so hype. That's 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 worth. It. Yeah. But I also I just I do feel like that will be there'll be a twist in Clegane Bowl. Yeah. I really yeah. that does not go the way everyone's expecting it I to know, be. I know. I know. Just just in my heart I know that's mm. Cuz now we have a hyped up Mountain who is this like cr- creature person now. Yeah, Robert Strong technically. Yeah. And so he's not who oh. he started off as. <laughs> Thanks to I don't know if that's an improvement. You know, in, yeah. <laughs> Kyburn has kind of manipulated and fixed him and fixed him, quote unquote, and made him into something that's kind of mm, crazy. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Let's we'll see if the budget lets him take off the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be cool. That'd be cool. That's the real tea. Um, Richard, you were talking about how you saw something. Oh yeah. So earlier. last night, um, BBC released a, a David Attenborough kind of one-hour special mm-hmm. talking about climate change and kind of going through the facts. Uh, currently, it's only available to UK residents. Um, you can watch it if you have like a VPN service to go through that system. Um, there's also some streams up on YouTube of people. Kind of, but because ironically, it's geo-blocked. Uh, <laughs> Great. But it's it's just kind of like a really powerful documentary about the effects of climate change. Really striking visuals. It's very somber, uh, kind of a melancholy type tone, which mm-hmm. is unusual. I usually associate like him with like wonder and yeah. like like exploration, and it it kind of is very impactful of watching him just kind of rein it all in. Uh, if you're a big fan of nature documentaries, or just documentaries in general, I really recommend it. Cool. Um, short, sweet, hour like fifty eight minutes. Okay, cool. Good stuff. And this is coming after Netflix. And the BBC and David Attenborough kind of co-produced their their yes. own docu series, yeah. called Our Planet. Came out last week. But that's more like a traditional. Like, yeah, it's, it's like oh, it's the warm blanket of David Attenborough movies. Kind of though, I saw I saw the first few episodes, and there is also that kind of that somber. It's, it's it, like in because he keeps trickling refer- in. Yeah. yeah, he he keeps referencing like in the past fifty years, humanity has done blank to affect negatively yeah. our environment. And so he brings it up multiple times when he talks about the different animals and stuff. So Interesting. It's kind of sad. It's a little sad. I um, feel like a lot of documentaries have been coming out recently that are very somber, yeah. very mm. hard to understand, but also very real. Or, yeah, or they're like, yeah. like comically, in a, like you have like the fire documentary. Yeah. yeah. Or like the Hannah Khan thing of like all these like YouTube... Like, look at all this, like, 
and then, Beyond, and then Beyonce, Beyonce mm-hmm. released hers yeah. this week, Homecoming. Yep. I, I haven't seen it yet. I have not. Um, when I remember it had like 100% with nine reviews <laughs> on Rotten Tomato. Well, you, but... don't, you don't threaten the beehive. <laughs> <laughs> you don't threaten her. Exactly. That was like, I mean, it, it could have changed yeah. by now. Um, Probably not. But, <laughs> but documentaries are definitely on the rise, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to see those get attention and I mean takes a lot of work to get those in some people might think they're easy to make but you're getting a story and all three of us are journalism majors Mm -hmm. we all kind of know it takes a long time to get the truth across or to get a story to be told and so you gotta give kudos man to all those uh, documentaries out there so good shout out really effective like kind of tying in these emotional weights with kind of esoteric environmental knowledge right Right. Mm -hmm. like combining what does it mean for people kind of putting it in context Mm -hmm. and scale and I think documentaries are kind of on the rise just out of because of just curiosity from audiences like fiction stories are kind of they're just the same story for a lot of people that's being told over and over again but then once you see like the real story behind something in that perspective it just it it it, bring, it brings in like our human need to satisfy our curiosity yeah. And so I think that's why, I mean, I think they're being more effective and that's why they're making so many lately. Mm-hmm. I was thinking it's like a, a transition of the news a lot of times. Like yeah. it's like, it's new, different. Yeah. It's, it's a, news and entertainment mm-hmm. more like a, a more like kind of produced polished format. Yeah. So it's not like I'm just being told something I'm like, they understand I have to have an audience. And so right. there's that engagement of where do you get your kind of news fix? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like it. It's a different way of doing it. I mean, we don't, you don't have to turn on CNN all the time. You can watch. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. HLN's an option. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't really seen anything new lately uh, besides Game of Thrones, which, I mean, has been the talk of me this week. Uh, yeah. Michelle, have you seen anything interesting lately? Honestly, no. We're kind of in a lull. I think we're kind of in a slump, but yeah. we, we have some exciting stuff coming up, mm-hmm. I would think, uh, and stuff I definitely want to catch up on, so... Yeah. Honestly, wow, I can't believe there's, I guess there's some trailers a little bit. Yeah, there's a few trailers uh, we saw. Um, yeah. Child's Play. I Yeah, okay. Was so, interesting. So, I, I don't know about y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, non-horror fans, you guys know the kind of story behind Chucky? I don't. Like, I know a little bit. Okay. Yeah, you were telling me you've caught, like, 20 minutes of a couple yeah. <laughs> a couple different movies. But, so, for, like, those kind of, know it's a, a kind of child's doll comes back to life, starts killing people. The mm-hmm. new one stars Aubrey Plaza. Uh, which kind of adds more, we're bringing in that comedy tone a little bit still. Yeah. I do think it'll be a little bit less raunchy than the original. The original was like a kind of middle-aged criminal murderer who was put into a life of a doll through like magical or supernatural means and came back. And so there's kind of entertainment of him just like being crass and mm-hmm. horrific as something <laughs> two and a half feet tall. Sure. This one seems to be more technological, kind of play, playing off those fears more. Mm. So that's kind of the killer evil robot thing that doesn't feel. Right. So they're trying to make it a little... <laughs> yeah, updating it, make it a little different, not the same story. I'm a little less interested. Um, I mean, it looked weird, the trailer, not gonna lie, but yeah, I mean, I'm not... Very, very adult small soldiers to me. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I wouldn't, ex- I wouldn't yeah. expect me to go see it. But I just, I forgot. There's another trailer that came out this week. Uh, Playmobil, the movie. <laughs> if you thought the Lego movie was something, wait for Playmobil, the movie. Okay. To see if you saw, all yeah. saw Michelle's reaction right yeah. now. She's like, uh, It's what? Uh, yeah, I know. 
stars. Playmobil as in like. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, well, like, the little figures. Yeah, like, you know, in between <laughs> Diplos and Legos. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about something No, the something trailer has, it has Anya Taylor-Joy. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, Jim Gaffigan. Daniel Radcliffe um, is voicing, yeah. <laughs> Megan Trainer is like going to be there, so you know there's a song coming. Sure. Right? Why else be. would you have her? It <laughs> but it's like. Anya Taylor Joy's character and a younger kid. Her brother, who are they like turn into Playmobil? Play, they, I think they go to Playmobil Land. There's some type of magical thing. They touch it. They get imported to Playmobil World. Someone is taking <laughs> powerful Playmobil characters, which is her brother, and she must join up with other superheroes to get him back and leave the land. It is your classic children's fantasy movie. It's just your classic. It's like a Jumanji for like a G-rated version of Jumanji is what I saw the trailer. It's, okay. <laughs> it's it's for the same kids as Playmobiles, three to seven. I did like, like <laughs> Playmobiles were so cool. I yep. love them. I mean, Legos are better. Yeah. Um, but I mean, after after <laughs> yeah, seeing Lego. Lego Movie, the second part, I just don't know if Playmobil will be my jam. Oh it doesn't no! Doesn't seem like I would go. There's a lot of. <laughs> Could you just talk about how there's a lot of G-rated movies coming? Like the Ugly Doll one, mm. Secret Life of Pets 2. I yeah. just don't know if these... I just I don't know if I would even take my kids if I had them to go see these <laughs> movies. Well, you just, play, you just play Shrek and then you're fine. Yeah, like Shrek, Beauty and the Bees, Tangled. The classic. Notice how he didn't say Shrek 2. Shrek 2. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one to watch first. We don't talk about the other ones. I was just trying to be... <laughs> you're just being just magnanimous. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to be uh, neutral for our followers out there. Um... But yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I did see one trailer, kind of more on the violent side, uh, The Boys, uh, which is going to be an Amazon release based on... Yeah, right, based, I it's, saw that. Carl Urban, based off mm-hmm. of... Uh, Carl Urban. Based off of a book by, uh, comic book series by Garth Ennis, who did the Preacher series. Uh-huh. Seth Rogen is also involved. Nice. He was also involved in the show. Yep. Wouldn't be surprised if his partner, Evan Goldberg, is also involved as well. Yeah. Very similar tone. I kind of like it because, like, you have that show coming out, and you'll have The Tick coming out as well. Oh, okay. Coming out, and that's, like, kind of your two different superhero tones. Right. So it'll be fun. Trailers online, uncut, unrated, lots of blood and guts, sure. craziness. Sure, You know, if you don't yeah. want your Playmobiles not your style, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. No, that did look good. But uh, I think that's it for this week's episode. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Typical announcements uh, done by Michelle and Richard. Y'all can take those away. Y'all are good at them. Just check us out on Spotify and iTunes. And if you subscribe, you'll get a new episode in your feed every Friday. And be sure to check our reviews on TCU360.com. And if we didn't hype it up enough already, don't forget we had a special Game of Thrones episode. You feel free to yes. check that out yes. because yep. we, we had our spe- we had a special guest. Megan Schultz was was with yes. us. Yeah. So. Love we get her perspective too. Yes, really good. Great. And you all enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.